0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast, and this is the show where we like to look at a streaming service and talk about some of the hidden gems that you can watch on that service. It's a ton of fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Ryan is here. Hey, Rachel.
1: It's great to be back with you once again. By the time this drops, you'll be at D23. I'll, I'm slightly jealous, but uh, it's gonna. I hope you have a good time.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. Uh, actually, by the time this drops, I will have gotten home from D23, uh, but we're recording in advance, and uh, I hope it's a good experience. It's it's always a bit of a uh, uh, a risk because it can be a pretty a grueling experience. It it it's it's kind of exhausting, but uh, I, I I think they're working hard to make it a little more organized this time. Uh, and there's no overnight lines and things like that. So I hope it's a, a, a better experience than the last time I went.
1: Has it been grueling in the past?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really debated about whether to go or not because the the lines, the organization, the I mean, last time I blew out my back uh, because they don't allow you to bring any chairs when you're waiting in line. And um, uh, yeah, it can be pretty grueling <laughs> but also it has the highs which is what makes you want to go back and go um but i'm just hoping this it seems like they've got it better organized uh this time than last but we'll see y'all will know by the time this airs what i thought <laughs> so. yeah
1: yeah my uh, my league of cinephiles friends they're actually going to tiff and they're going to be doing some live matches there Though oh, cool. I'm obviously not going, so I'll have to watch it after the fact. But it's just giving me more of an impetus to get my channel bigger, so that I can go and not look like a total goof. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I really would Well, I would really like to go to Tiff one of these days. I think that would be very fun. Um, I, but uh, but it just happened. I hopefully I can go next year because they only do D23 every other year, so it won't uh, conflict next year. And but i'm are,
1: hoping and you are the crown queen of disney so you cannot <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> oh, uh, <please. laughs>
0: yes i'm really excited for the animation panel and then they, they're having a whole panel on uh, mickey's christmas i'm uh, not mickey's um uh, muppet's christmas carol so those are my two most anticipated panels so wait
1: they're having an entire panel about that movie i mean mm-hmm. i really like the movie but like is this like a like a retrospective like a twenty mm-hmm. years later or thirty years later yeah,
0: celebrating uh the um uh, thirty what is a thirty year anniversary
1: okay that that makes sense,
0: yeah, they do these sort of celebrations at d twenty three they're really fun. Last time they had a celebration of uh, little mermaid and it was really cool and then they all had one on Aladdin uh that had the live action cast the um uh the aladdin show at disneyland which was a big thing for years um they had that cast and then of course they had the animated cast and uh minus robin williams of course um but uh but uh, it was it was really great really neat and uh um so yeah they do a great job with those panels i'm very looking forward to it
1: you know i think i may know the answer to this question but do you think michael kane's gonna show up
0: probably not but uh but who knows i think he's retired so i don't know if he would do something like that but um but that would be amazing <laughs> they might i bet you they will have some kind of video greeting or something like that
1: Yeah, i mean i mean i imagine he's going to be an oppenheimer i mean he's pretty much in every nolan movie minus mm-hmm. dunk or minus dunkirk weirdly
0: yeah, I mean he's over there in England, so that's why I think we'll probably just get a greeting. I would, I would guess with that, but who knows? That would be amazing. It would be great, uh, great to have him there. But um, uh, Brian Henson, I think, will be there. Um, some of the other uh, Muppets performers will be there. Um, that will be fun. So
1: that dude still owes me an apology for the Happy Time murders. <laughs> that movie was awful but that's another story for another time
0: yeah i guess you try things sometimes they don't work (laughs) i never saw it good (laughs) Uh, anyway what are we talking about today for hidden gems
1: we're talking about netflix and it's been a minute since we've done a netflix episode so it's gonna be interesting to go back i My list is consisting of things that I thought I had recommended before, but I checked our letterbox and it turned er, our letterbox list. It turns out, no, I actually have not. So this is going to be my correction of that.
0: Yeah, I did not realize that we hadn't talked about Netflix since February, which is crazy because it seems like I because we talked about them a lot in the previews that we've done. Yeah. Um and so I think that's why we thought we had done them, but we haven't done a hidden gems episode on Netflix since February. Wild.
1: Yeah, it is. So <laughs> would you like to go first or shall I? Uh
0: you can go first.
1: All right. So my first choice is a movie from twenty fifteen and it is called The Gift. This was written and directed by and also stars Joel Edgerton, as well as not Jason. Bateman, is it jason Mm -hmm. yes it is jason bateman and rebecca hall it tells the story of a married couple played by bateman and hall who move into their new house together all seems good but then they get a visit from a former schoolmate of of bateman's played by joel edgerton and he starts showing up uninvited quite a bit and at first it's nice but Over time, it gets kind of creepy, so they're like, respectfully just, like, go away. And he takes it about as well as you might expect. And this is, I I think this is a stalker movie. I think that's the best way to describe it, but it's definitely along the lines of that. This is one of the creepiest movies I've seen in quite a while. This will give you the heebiest of GVs. It's honestly shocking that Joel Edgerton hasn't really done much in the directing department because he did a great job with this one, especially like the last act, like the last like 30 ish minutes. I was just sitting there like, Whoa, it is, it was an explosion. It just, that's the best way I can describe it. All the acting across the board is really solid. There's a palpable tension throughout to the point where you're just, you're just freaking out. It just, it's It's a freak out movie. That's the best I can describe. It definitely flew under the radar, and especially the last thirty minutes are genuinely shocking. So if you feel up for it, I give it a very high recommendation,
0: yeah. This is one of those movies that I fully admit is well made, well done. It's just not not for me. Uh, i I don't like movies where like rape is involved. And uh, goes there in this movie. And uh, again, I it is well. I would give it fresh. I mean, it's well done. It's just not for me. Um, but uh, yeah, very scary. Uh, the, the whole stalking being followed, uh, what happens with Rebecca Hall's character is very scary and upsetting. Um, and uh, so, if you like those kinds of movies, then definitely I'd recommend it.
1: right so what do you
0: um well my uh my first choice is a new release it just came out in august and you can hear more of my thoughts about it on uh, hallmark's podcast we did a whole episode on netflix rom-coms they have been rough honestly the netflix rom-coms lately but this one was pretty cute uh it's called look both ways and it's about this woman who she's in college and she has kind of a one night fling with uh, one of her friends and she ends up uh, taking a pregnancy test and then the movie kind of takes two alternate realities. One reality is she she's pregnant. One reality is she isn't pregnant. And so you see how both of them would play out, both realities. Uh, and uh, it's just it's cute movie i it's not perfect but i think that lily reinhardt is appealing as the lead she's good um as both the mom and the um uh the the career woman um and danny ramirez as as her uh fling i guess um is really good uh they do have uh, the guy she dates uh in, in la in the single life um is in favor of live action animation remakes and wants a live action version of spirited away, which I found quite shocking. I was like, this guy's no good, but, uh, but nevertheless, uh, if you're looking for a rom-com on Netflix, this is the best of the group at least. Cause it's, it was a kind of a week. It's been a week season for Netflix rom-coms.
1: Is it a spoiler to ask if she is or is not? What do you mean? Like, is she pregnant or is she not?
0: Oh, they don't. They don't tell you. They just basically at the end say that either way would be okay. She'd be okay.
1: Oh, well, so they that's... don't
0: like give that this is the the actual reality of what happened.
1: All right. Well, so... that's a nice message.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 nice. Um. Uh, so, what do you have next?
1: So my next choice is a movie from 2019. is called "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark." This was based on the book of the same name, produced by Guillermo del Toro, old GDT himself. It was directed by Andre. I cannot pronounce this guy's name. But it's it it's I believe it's either Swedish or Norse, but mm. I'll just I it's it, I just can't pronounce it. But he did a really good job. That's all I will say. It tells the story of three teens who find a book of, well, scary stories. And it's the stories are pretty screwed up, especially for especially for what they're going for. And like I said, this is definitely more near the knuckle, especially for like a I don't want to I don't know if I should call it a family movie. I don't really think it is it's definitely near the knuckle for like a for for a pg-13 some of the some of the stuff that i saw in this was just was just shocking like i won't spoil it in case any of you haven't seen it but i thought it was really well done uh the the young the young teenagers i thought they all did a really good job i hope they get more work in the future i don't think the movie's perfect i and i think this might have If This is based on a book, so if it is in the book, then that's fine. There was a plot about one of the characters being a Vietnam War draft dodger because it takes place in 1968, and they do a whole commentary on that, and I just, I I wasn't a fan of that, not because I have any high opinion of it, it just, when I think of scary stories to tell in the dark, I don't expect vietnam war draft dodging to be in the middle of it if i want something like that i'll just watch the first rambo movie for 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 that but overall i thought it was very well done and like i said considering the fact that it is pg-13 they get away with quite a bit
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i i liked this movie i gave it a fresh it was uh pretty gory uh they get a, a lot of gross scares they they get away with uh, and the the books are actually pretty fun uh they uh there's these books of short stories uh that uh you know were definitely popular for like sleepovers and things like that when i was uh, growing up It's kind of similar to the goosebumps but uh those are actually i think full full grown novels where these are short stories and there's something fun about you know, reading short, uh, short spooky stories with your friends, and so that they, I think they captured that pretty well in this. It's, uh, it's, I, I think it's a pretty good gateway horror movie. Uh, that, it, that's pretty scary, but manageable even for a wimp like me. Um, but it's been a while since I've saw it, so I, the, my memory's a little shady on it. But I remember thinking it was pretty scary and pretty gross. <laughs> in a good way
1: yeah there's yeah. that scene and it's on one of the posters so i'm not giving too much away but with the mm-hmm. with the zit whew, oh yeah that's that gross was, that <laughs> was terrifying it really was yeah
0: yeah the scarecrow the whole that whole transformation is pretty pretty wow, gross that,
1: that like that made me wide-eyed i'm like whoa what rating is this movie again because the dude's literally turning into a scarecrow for the remainder of time. So, like, wow.
0: Yeah. a Good one. Well, my next recommendation is uh, is actually from Illumination. I enjoy their uh, Sing movies. It's my favorite franchise from Illumination. And it's Sing 2. And this movie definitely does take itself too seriously. I mean, boy, this Bono character is a downer (laughs) he is a lot um and it's just very everybody's kind of depressed and sad and um but nevertheless i still enjoyed it overall i like the kind of family message of it uh and the music is great uh both the soundtracks to the singing movies have been some of my favorites. I've uh, really been well done. I really like Rosie as a character, Reese Witherspoon's character. Uh, I, you don't see a whole lot of sort of moms being characters in movies. Uh, and I like her arc and I like her relationship with her kids and everything. And the way they treat that character, I think it's really good. I mean, this has an all-star cast, of course. Uh, and uh, it's overall i think entertaining even if if i think it does take itself too seriously
1: yeah i even saw in the trailer when they they had that they had bono as the lion i'm like oh well this is our emotional weight and they're probably gonna lay it on thick because mm-hmm. illumination aren't really known for their subtleties if i can say that
0: yeah um the animation is nice and uh like i said it has nice message about teamwork and creativity and uh never giving up on your dreams and all of that uh so uh, i it's i think a worthy sequel to sing and i enjoyed both of them so what do you have next
1: so my next choice is a movie from 2013 and is called 42 and this is part one of a Chadwick Bozeman double feature of mine, I did not plan it out. I just chose two movies with the late great Chadwick Bozeman in it. That's just how it worked out. but forty two was a pretty big deal in my neck of the woods because I live near Daytona Beach, Florida, where a lot where some of the movie takes place and is one of the first places to allow Jackie to play and practice. For to eventually go to the Brooklyn Dodgers. This is where the spring training took place. There's literally a ballpark where the Cincinnati Reds developmental team plays the Daytona Tortugas. It's literally called Jackie Robinson Ballpark. And it's uh, and I can like pretty much map out that entire place. I know every inch of it. I even did did camera work for them for a summer. So I know everything about it. So when this movie was coming out, it was a big deal. And I believe in my screening, it was either close to sold out or pretty much sold out. It was like you couldn't fit another person in there. And it's overall, this is a very well-made movie. It's, uh, it, it's about Jackie Robinson, the first African-American player in the major leagues and all the difficulties that he had to face in being that that the late the late great Chadwick Bozeman is just really good here they picked the right person to play that role Harrison Ford is really good as Branch Ricky, the guy who found him and brought him up and really there is just some scenes where they're just like powerhouses and even from characters that I did not expect like the not Branch Ricky, but the manager of the Dodgers I believe he's played by Christopher Maloney he has a great monologue when the the Dodgers do their Dodgers declaration of independence or whatever it's called. And he drags them all to the kitchen and he's like, I do not care if Robinson is black, white, or has stripes like a zebra. If Robinson can play and everything that I've seen says he is, then he's going to play on this ball club. Like it, love it, make your minds up to it. It's, it's a really good scene. And overall, like, like I said, I'm a big old softie for sports movies and especially baseball ones. So it's a combination of multiple different things that I love.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this movie, I mean, it's such a it's, it's such a shame because Chadwick Bozeman, he wasn't in that many movies. I wish we got to see him more, but it's definitely worth checking this one out. Good performance. I mean, you've got Harrison Ford, too, uh, and, you know, giving his kind of curmudgeonly. Uh, best, uh, in the role. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I like a, I like an inspirational sports movie better than I like sports. <laughs> so I think it's, it's, it's a solid, uh, solid, uh, inspirational sports movie if you're, if you're looking for that. So I think it's a good pick. Um, all right. Well, my next pick is a series and it's the one that I was able to give out the award for at the Hollywood Critics Association TV Awards recently. Uh, we, I was, me and my friend Patrick were asked to give the award for Best Animated Series or TV Movie. And uh, we gave it to Arcane. And I was so grateful for that because I didn't want to, if it wasn't Arcane, I didn't want to look too disappointed because that would be rude to the people who did win. <laughs> but... So i hope that arcade because i just felt like it's it's so deserved to win um i i'm surprised this is on letterboxd because it's it's a series it's not a movie in any way but i'm glad that it is uh, this is just phenomenal the animation blew me away um the story the characters you've got sort of these these two sisters that are in these this there's this utopian society and there's these two cities and the sisters are separated on the cities and things everything is escalating uh, t- towards sort of war between the cities. And I don't know. It's hard to explain. There's lots going on. But great characters, great animation. Uh, it's so good. I highly, highly recommend watching Arcane.
1: Yeah. Isn't Haley Steinfeld one of the voices there?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's one of the voices, and uh, I—it's definitely, without a doubt, the best thing that's ever been made off of a video game. That's for sure. And uh, I don't know anybody who's watched it has disliked it. It's—it's uh, it's, it has some of the feel. It's not anime, but it has some of the feel of anime, like something like a, um, something like a um, um. What is wrong with me today? Sorry, uh. Um, uh it's, it's, you know something like some of the more dystopian anime ghost in the shell um something like that uh it has that kind of feel um but with even better characters uh than something like ghost in the shell so uh i I just can't recommend it highly more highly. So you should definitely check it out <laughs> um what do you have next?
1: So my next choice is a movie from early, I want to say it's early 27, I think it's late 2017, early 2018. It's called A Monster Calls. Uh, This is directed by J.A. Bayona. Uh, It tells the story of a young boy whose mother, played by Felicity Jones, is dying of cancer. She's dying, his grandmother, played by Sigourney Weaver, really doesn't have the time to take care of him so he's pretty much on his own to deal with just all the emotional trauma that's on top of him and so he has visions of seeing this big old monster played by Liam Neeson to kind of help him out and the movie is a lot deeper than how I just described it it actually is very well made and it's sad that Bayona about a year later would go on to direct Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom but hey we all can't we can't win them all I guess uh it's really well done Felicity Jones coming off a of Rogue One she's really good here it, it, some of the scenes between those two are just they're just heartbreaking they really are and Sigourney Weaver is good as always the young boy I really can't think of his name right now but uh but I hope he gets more work afterwards because I think that he has been that he was really good and they gave him a lot to work with and also his dad played i believe by toby Kebble, is in the picture but he's also got a family of his own so it's just this whole thing is just a mess like this Mm -hmm. boy's life is just a mess there's some pretensions of where the wild things are but also it's a lot more than that Like I said, you just have to see it in in order to understand it. And I do give it a very big recommendation.
0: Yeah, I mean, this movie definitely lays it on very thick, uh, trying to get you to feel the emotion. But for the most part, I did feel the emotion. I think that uh, The Little Boy is very good, like you said, and that goes a long way. Um, And I think Sigourney Weaver is good. This is Grandma... Um, and, uh, Liam Neeson as the vocal performance for the creature is really good as well. Um, you, you sense the kind of the bond between them. I mean, it really does throw in a lot. It's got cancer. It's got bullying. It's got divorce. It's got <laughs> a lot. Um, uh, but, uh, but for the most part, I think it, it works and it earns this emotion. So um, I liked it. I gave it four, four out of five stars it's been a while since i saw it but it's definitely you have to be in the right kind of mood for a movie like this because again it lays it on pretty thick
1: yeah yeah it absolutely does Mm -hmm.
0: well my next choice is a cute little animated film from last year that didn't get a whole lot of play didn't get a whole lot of praise but uh this is a 2D animated film which is nice you don't see that that often it's called Arlo the Alligator Boy and this is based on a book I think or a graphic novel um about a alligator boy <laughs> from the uh, swamps in like Louisiana or whatever that goes to New York City and uh, his sort of hick uh, upbringing is challenged in the big city um uh, and it's a musical, actually. It has a lot of songs. I think it has good songs. Um, the animation is is lovely. It is a little, the pacing is a little slow. I'm not going to lie uh, about it. Uh, but I still definitely think it's worth watching. And uh, I guess it was going to introduce a whole series, but I don't know if that ever, if that didn't happen or if that didn't, I just don't know about it. But um, but uh, it's a... a a cute movie with some good songs and good animation so definitely enough to recommend how
1: does an alligator boy survive in new york city i guess i'll have to find yeah, out yeah you
0: have to watch the movie <laughs> so what is your last pick
1: so my last choice is the second part of my accidental chadwick Bozeman duology uh it is called 21 bridges This was directed by Brian Kirk, but it was produced by Joe and Anthony Russo. You might have heard of them. They've done a couple things here and there. Uh, It tells the story of of a man named Andre Davis, played by Bozeman, who is a very successful officer in the NYPD. Uh, He is asked to take over a case in which two cop killers are on the loose after a botched robbery, and so... And so he basically is like, all right, everyone close the bridges. Let's seal them in. And basically the movie is just these officers hunting for these cop killers. One of them is played by Taylor Kitsch uh, on the island of Manhattan. Basically all the bridges are closed and it's just uh, close it off and just put the pressure on. I don't think this movie got nearly the attention I think it deserved. It's not like an all-timer. But it's still a lot of fun. There's some tense moments. The action is pretty solid. Chadwick is in it. He's really good, of course. Sienna Miller is in here. J.K. Simmons, my main man, he's in here too. Uh, Actor named Stephen James is Taylor Kitsch's Robert partner. And both of them are good. Keith David is in here as well. There's just a lot of good stuff. And it's rather unfortunate that... The movie kind of got buried because it's it's honestly it's honestly it's honestly pretty good and 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 it's like a wait how can they close all of the bridges isn't that a mayor thing but it's like don't think about it too deep it's it, it's not deep like that but it is fun that's all I will say.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen this one. I hadn't heard very good things, so I I never watched it. But uh, that's good to hear that, that you liked it.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird that like after Infinity War, like the Russo's would get into producing and like this was one of the things that they produced. I mean, they've got stupid amounts of money now, so I mean, I guess they have the right to, but at the same time you're just like, really, why this?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like they've had a pretty uh mixed uh, post-endgame uh resume uh with a uh, cherry i know people didn't really like that very much um there uh that's with and then the, the gray man has gotten mixed reviews uh, i haven't seen either uh but uh yeah I, I mean it's hard i guess when you have something so iconic as endgame you know how do you follow up on something like that pretty tough
1: Yeah, I mean, when you go so high, the only place you can logically go is down. Mm -hmm. Like, not immediately, eventually.
0: Yeah. Well, my last pick is uh, a film that I watched as part of the AFI Passions Project that I'm doing for the Patreon. So cheap plug. Uh, if uh, If you sign up for the Patreon, you get to read every Sunday I post my afi a- passions review uh, and uh, that's the list they did a the hundred movies with uh, passionate characters and romance and things uh, that they did in 2003 so most of the movies are older and i've really been enjoying it i uh, i have gotten to watch the movies that i had been, been on my bucket list that i had not seen uh, and uh and uh, uh, other ones that are our favorites like just this last week did the princess bride which you know is a lot of fun to watch uh, but my recommendation is uh the bridges of madison county uh this is a very passionate film it's it can be quite steamy i'm amazed they got away with what they did and got a pg-13 and uh, because there are some pretty steamy scenes in this movie uh but it tells the story of uh, meryl streep who plays this Uh, italian housewife in the 1950s or 60s and uh, she uh, is lonely she's not connecting with her husband her kids take her for granted Um, her kids go away and she ends up meeting clint eastwood uh, who directed the film as well and uh, they form this quick bond have this romance while her family's gone um and uh, it's a beautifully made film, very well acted, great chemistry, uh, great sense of place. Uh, really, you really do feel like you're in the 1960s. Um, and uh, I, I think that uh, it it's nice to see, even though obviously her decision to have an affair isn't one I would recommend. You do get to know this character in a really intimate way, and Meryl Streep does such a good job. Of helping you get into the head of, of uh, this character, and Meryl Streep is just the best at accents. That's one of her one of her strengths is she's very good at characters with accents. Uh, so I, the only thing I don't like about this movie is the the setup of having her children reading her uh, her will um, and and uh, her, her diary of what happened. I don't know. I just don't really love that setup. Her kids are kind of bratty. And I just, I don't know, wish they'd had it. I think that's the way it must be in the book. Uh, but uh, I wish they'd come up with a different setup because every time they would go back to her kids reading about and complaining, I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> but other than that, I think it's it's a, it's a well done film. Uh, and uh, worth definitely worth watching and reading my post in a in, in the Patreon group so <laughs> check that out uh
1: yeah, it, in, talk about two sides of the coin with clint eastwood and meryl street babe
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah they have really nice chemistry uh, you definitely buy the the building relationship between the two of them and uh he did a good job directing it i think well-directed film so uh, that was a fun one to check off my bucket list like i said for this project (laughs) so that we definitely had so much variety in this week's if you watch these 10 films i think you'd have a pretty good time
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: so let's go over our picks real quick so i have look both ways sing Two, arcane Arlo, the alligator boy, and the bridges of Madison County.
1: And I have the gift, scary stories to tell in the dark, 42, a monster calls, and 21 bridges. Very good.
0: Let us know if you are watching and listening what you think of our picks and what you've been watching on Netflix. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And I will also put a link to the patron group, but also a link to the Netflix rom-com episode that we had uh, and uh, uh, over at HomeWorks podcast, you definitely want to check that out. Uh, and uh, Ryan, where can people find you?
1: Uh, people can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at ryancam Twenty. There's of course my YouTube channel, which is just called Ryan Cam. Uh, coming up on the channel this week, Life in the Movies with me and Jacob. Uh, again, that's going to be dropping on Wednesday. Uh, I and then this coming Sunday. Uh, just... Remember,
0: this will be this will be posting on this will be posting on the um 16th
1: yeah i know and then just yeah okay life in the life in the movies is always on wednesday
0: okay okay sorry go ahead
1: so life in the movies will be dropping on wednesday and then this coming sunday i'll be dropping my first reaction to 1998's american history x i am Looking forward to slash kind of dreading seeing it considering the source material involved but when I put this list together I decide to challenge myself a little bit so it's going to be interesting to see what I think of that and if you all have not checked me out please do.
0: Cool. Yeah. You should definitely check Ryan's channel. And uh, yeah, you can find me here at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes to check that out. Also make sure you're checking out the Hallmarkies podcast. Got lots of fun stuff going on over there. And, uh, and if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us a lot. And if you are uh, watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Uh, we appreciate that so much. And we also have the patron group and merch store. Take a look at all of that information in the description. And thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.